0: The Ruby on Rails podcast. I'm Jeffrey Grossenbach, June 2, 2008, show number 77. Been at RailsCon for the last couple days and recorded a number of great interviews there. Going to be trying to drop these every couple of days over the next few weeks just to get those out there so you can enjoy those in a timely manner. This one is Ryan Singer of 37 Signals. The Ruby on Rails podcast is sponsored by Atlantic Dominion Solutions, located at techcfl.com. ADS is a web development innovator that specializes in building user-focused Rails applications and enhancing their performance with Amazon Web Services. ADS also provides 24-7 monitoring and management of EC2 deployments, as well as fully managed hosting on virtual servers optimized for Rails applications. All right, so RailsConf 2008, first interview right here. I have the privilege of talking to Ryan
1: Singer of 37signals. So what do you think of the conference so far? Uh, I think it's awesome. I think this is the first time that I've been to RailsConf, and the energy and the personality of the conference is totally different from, from the web conferences that I'm used to going to. It's just it's really awesome. You can tell that everybody here is like a craftsperson. People here are really focused on making stuff, and that's awesome to, to be around
0: so what exactly do you do at 37 signals it seems like i I see your name on the blog post occasionally but Uh definitely other members are a little bit more visible yeah what do you do there which other members are you (laughs) thinking of?
1: (laughs) yeah um i'm a designer and uh uh i actually came on board at 37 um when we were still doing uh like client work and um and Jason had this idea to do Basecamp, so uh, the, originally it was Jason and myself and David who were putting Basecamp together, and, uh, and since then I've helped you design for the other apps and everything. So, yeah, and uh, the reason actually I'm here today is because since I got into doing uh, design for Rails apps, I mean, I've fallen in love with Rails, and uh, I want other designers to learn about how they can start in the view, which is so close to HTML, and actually work their way down to the point where they're holding the magic wand, and they can start to build things and make changes themselves.
0: Now, I want to ask a little bit more about that, but being at 37signals, everybody there is into design, into the user experience. Is it hard to work on a, on apps where you've got so many opinionated people who who have these great ideas? Does it feel like you're just a committee sometimes?
1: Ah, uh, no. I thank God, it doesn't feel like a committee. Uh, fortunately, we have a even though we don't really have titles and we all care about things, we don't really have um, we don't have specific roles. But uh, there is a notion of how far away you are. Like, Are you working closer to the infrastructure? Is your expertise something like database queries, you know what I mean? Or uh, are you really uh, closer to the domain and thinking about the the user's problems and thinking about what our customers are doing and thinking about how the app should work? And there's actually a kind of a natural division where the the work gets polarized sort of along this tower um, with the people working at the view and the domain knowledge on top and people working with code and infrastructure below and um and we, because we have this big thing about uh screens first right we're really big about doing templates first before you do programming. And that means that the, 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 the people who are designing the templates have a bit of a priority when it comes to defining how the features should be, you know, and how the, and how, how the app should function and how it should behave. Um, and then, of course, feedback is coming up all the time from all of the programmers, and everybody's giving feedback. But there's sort of a natural structure about, are, are you someone who's generally working closer to the view and thinking about that, or are you working uh, further down into the code?
0: Now, on the uh, signal versus noise, you've posted several uh, paper sketches and even Photoshop mock ups, but it seems like pretty quickly you get right into there and you actually do an
1: HTML yeah, for, for mocking sure. up, up what it's going to look like. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that we're making apps instead of doing marketing sites or something like that, you know? I can imagine that if we were doing uh, stuff that had to be really ritzy, you know uh, that you might be playing in Photoshop a lot more to, to make like artful curves and shapes and gradients and stuff like that. But really, the 90% of my time as a designer goes into thinking, how can our apps solve our customers' problems as best as they can? So um, from that standpoint, um, because I've been hand-coding for a while and I'm comfortable with CSS, it makes a lot more sense for me to just dive straight into the code and start putting a structure together that puts the information on the screen that needs to be there and puts also the places for customers to put in the information Information that they need to provide. And I mean, it's just, it, it, if you start with Photoshop, I mean, you can make everything pixel perfect, and it doesn't, you can't click on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's kind of a waste. You know, for me, I'm anxious to see stuff that works. And, uh, and doing HTML gives me a great chance to, to, to have something I can click on and something I can feel. And the other thing that's really great about doing HTML is that we get to get our domain language in from the beginning. So when I'm doing divs, you know, I'm, like, doing a template and I have, like, divs and, and stuff like that, I'm giving them class names. And those class names aren't arbitrary. It's not, like, blue box or red box, you know. The class name is, like, person. You know, and that maybe is inside of a class called company. You know, so there's actually domain language that's getting defined and articulated in the process of laying out the screen because we have to start naming things right at the beginning. Okay.
0: So it's definitely focused from the beginning. Even though you're writing code, you're still thinking about the the user experience and what they're going to be doing. Yeah. Do you make a distinguish? Do you distinguish between? You know, you have graphic design, you have user interface design, you have user experience design. <laughs> is there a difference? Does it matter?
1: There's so many words for the same thing, right? Okay, I so. mean, it depends if you get into the um, navel-gazing title thing. <laughs> you know, like if you like, my job is to uh, is to think clearly about um, people's real life problems and figure out how I can make a screen that presents information to them and accepts information from them in such a way that I can help them out like that's my job and I don't really know what you call that. You know what I mean? There has there has to be graphic design in there because, um, like, if, for example, if you study like Edward Tufte, you know, color matters, line weight matters, uh, all those different relationships have an effect on how information is presented and how easy it is to absorb. Um, so there's also, of course, you want things to have some style and be artistic. So there's that factor, you know. And then at the same time, you know, you're making software, so you're maybe using this word usability, which we don't really use very much now. Um, I mean you just want to make it good, <laughs> you know? Uh, so, I mean, there's so many, there's, you know, there's a lot of levels going on, but ultimately it's just a question for me of, like, I, I, I work at a shop on Rails, and uh, and I'm making views, you know, and that's kind of, like, my territory.
0: Now, a little tangent here, you know, talking about the interface, the graphic design, it seems like for so many people recently, it's just they center around a few different fonts, and every, you know, like, oh, uh, sure. Huffler yeah. Gotham, Everybody uses Gotham, sure. and you get, it's almost you get like, the waves If you do of, it, then that's a good graphic
1: design. Yeah, yet- you get the waves of trends and all of that. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you see that on the code too. You know, it's not quite as easy to change code around, but I mean, it's just a question of what's popular and and the hard part is always trying to concentrate on what's important. So that as the fads change and maybe we decide that we want to use a different typeface on our app or something like that, you know, um, the underlying structure, you know, uh, w- w- which parts are easy to change and which parts are actually a fixed part of solving the problem, we need to really keep that distinction clear in mind. Because it's totally cool to roll with trends and to be stylish, you know, um, but it shouldn't interfere with concentrating on making uh, software that really provides value so we try to keep a clear distin- distinction between what are the things that need to be really solid and concrete like a foundation and what are the things like paint color that we might be flexible to play with
0: you said as a designer you know you're starting the at the view level and eventually you're getting down to the magic wand do you feel like rails provides a benefit to the designer, oh, or is it more just that it's, it's, it's in the back end and,
1: and it just makes things happen? It's, Rails is a magical thing for a designer because what happens is, as a designer, uh, if we've come at all from this sort of lineage of uh, you know, st- caring about standards and caring about uh, separation of content and presentation, it is a minority of designers, but we have that culture. And uh, if you're part of that, you already have learned about software, like architectural layers in software you know? So if you think about HTML and CSS, they're two different layers. It's you have, uh, you have different kinds of code in different files, and the only thing that ties them together is the fact that you are using the same word for a class in your HTML and the same word for a selector in your CSS. And that's really no different from creating an instance variable in a controller and using that exact, referring to that exact same word in your view, and then being able to get access to some data that way. So, actually, designers who have familiarity with uh, with hand coding and with separation of content and presentation are extremely well poised to to look at the top end of the rail stack and start moving down toward the code because it's using basic abstractions that they're already familiar with. I you talked about getting
0: down and, and touching the magic wand. What is the magic wand, and, and why would designers <laughs> want to get down into the nitty-gritty
1: yeah, yeah. of that? Well, what happens with design is that you make a template, and you're like all excited, like, you know, oh, this template is really going to solve the problem, and it's like beautiful, and you know what I mean? And when you're doing that, you have half, you have half the information you need because the template is static. Right, and you can't really click on it and get to the next template in in a certain flow, Um, uh, and you you aren't seeing all different kinds of live data in it and all of that. So half of the half of the design is sort of hypothetical when you first design a template, and then that template gets plugged in by somebody who has the 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 magical ability to you know what I mean, like uh, write code so that data gets saved and it moves around and it gets processed and whatever. You know, Uh, that's the magic wand is being able to do controllers and models and databases and stuff like that. Um, After that gets plugged in by a developer, you look at that and um, you have suddenly all that information that used to be hypothetical. Like what would it be like if I actually typed in a name here and then click save and then went to this screen, you know, becomes real information that you can act on. So as a designer, you, now you get some feedback about what, about what you did right and what you did wrong now that your template's plugged in. And you naturally want to use that feedback to make your app, as, just, to make it better, to make it as good as possible. You know, now I know more and I can make my, my template even better based on this information. But if you have to go through a whole bureaucratic cycle of creating a new mock-up, reflecting the changes explaining it to a developer, giving them your intentions, explaining the problem to them so they can go in there and make the code changes. You know what I mean? If you have this big wall where you have to explain your change, it takes away all of the magic out of that moment of having the perfect little thing that would make this better. And all of those individual 10-minute, 20-minute changes where you're like, oh, this would be so much better if I could move this a little bit here and move this here and change this, you know, that gets hampered by the long-distance relationship between the designer and the developer. So when the designer, you know, the designer is like the eyes that see and the developer is like the legs that walk. And if the eyes have to tell the, le- you know what I mean, if the eyes have to send a telegram to the legs to tell them where to go, if, yeah. if there's a sudden obstacle, it's not so nice what the result is, right? So having the designer actually being able to go into the code and make some changes for themselves is putting the eyes on top of the legs and, and, and letting them move in concert.
0: A lot of people would freak out about that. What? I'm going to let my designer actually t- touch my executable code that's going to affect this, but it seems like the it's, line is a
1: little bit more blurred. And it's, you not, it's not It's not. your code. You know what I mean? Like, the code is a product, and it's a product for somebody else, and it's not yours. So, I mean, if you're going to be able to make better work by having des- designers do their job, inside the code alongside you, you're going to be able to share a lot of knowledge that you didn't even know you could share before, and you're going to be able to make some awesome stuff together.
0: Well, very inspiring. Well, I have to ask at least one potentially uh, controversial thing here. A big part of Rails that I really appreciated early on was this whole thing of RJS. You you can generate JavaScript, you can send it back, and yet it seems like from the user experience one ends up just seeing the, the spinning spinners all the time spinners of, of waiting <laughs> a lot more and you know if i use an app like facebook for the majority they're going to just show you the result immediately and then go hit the server whereas rails is built around this thing of okay let's go talk to the server and then we'll tell you after it really happened successfully yeah do you see that as a as a problem i know some of you even 37signals apps use airjs a lot and can do amazing things and yet does it cheapen the user experience
1: yeah i mean um it's hard to prioritize because for me i mean my life as a as a as a somebody who's working at 37signals is basically a, a two mile long laundry list of things i wish were better you know and it's a question of of where can we really put our energy to make the biggest difference and um I totally know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? Um, but at the same time, a lot of the places where we're using RJS right now, we're getting a lot of benefit from the quick development, and the app is doing what it needs to do for our user. I mean, when we use AJAX, we use it pretty intentionally, and what we want to do is we want to control what's, we want to control change on the screen. So generally, the unit of change on a screen when you navigate is the browser window. And what we do with AJAX is we want to reduce the unit of change to a div. So if I'm adding a task in high-rise, and, and I, what I want to see is a, I have a list of tasks below my task form. And I, I, I type in my task, and I hit add, and then that task appears in the list. The only thing that, that should really be changing is, is, is that list, because that's, that's, that's what I've acted on. Yes. So for us, it's just a very practical matter of how RJS enables us to, to, uh, to decide what our unit of change should be. And there might be some aesthetic things where we can do better, and I hope that we're learning about that as we spend more time with it. But, um, you know, we have a lot of time to improve a lot of things.
0: Great answer. Well, one one question about the future. uh, To to finish up, Rails has definitely made life a lot easier for back-end programmers and and then uh, front-end developers and people who are interested in the whole stack. Do you see that there would be any benefit in, let's say, a future web framework being built with... Both designers and developers writing their hand in hand, trying to to build it specifically around design, or maybe Rails is that already.
1: Rails is that we totally have that with Rails. I mean, um, as a designer, if you come in to the top end of Rails and you're working with views, it's very familiar territory. And um, I, you know, we've had things like uh, there's been a lot of different projects out there for people trying to replace you know HTML erb. Or trying to replace just using plain CSS and getting variables in there and stuff like that. And f- for me, none of them have worked because well, I don't know why, but I mean, it's just I-, I keep finding that actually HTML ERB is really flexible and powerful and close to what I know as a designer. And being able to have CSS and JavaScript there, it's 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 just like uh, it's just like working on a static site, but I have so much more power and I have all of that the power of the, of, of Rails underneath me with that. So I can't really imagine how I would want a framework to be different in order to have a better development environment as a designer.
0: Well, thanks for taking a few moments. Uh, Great to meet you and talk, and uh, thanks a lot for the stuff you're doing at 37Signals. Definitely some great apps, and we, uh, of course, appreciate the framework as well.
1: Yeah, thanks for your excellent questions.
0: Thanks also to Rails Machine for providing hosting and bandwidth for the show.